0: Hi, this is Alyssa, I'm a therapist. And this is Alyssa, I'm a personal trainer. We're two late-blooming bisexuals here to bring you a nuanced, body-positive, pro-mental wellness approach to the topics you know and love. And together, we talk about the mind, the body,
1: and how it's It's all one thing. thing. So you know the word P E C A N? How how do you say that? Well, I say it the proper way, which is pecan. <laughs> that is n- no. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Wait, how do you say it? Pecan. Obviously pecan pie. What do you mean? What are you talking about? No, it's pecan pie. <laughs> Though I do
0: have to say, if you're talking about a pecan sandy... No,
1: no, 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 no. You can't, you can't take that back. You cannot, you, you said you say it the way you say it.
0: Maybe I swing both ways, Alyssa. (laughs) Not even both, multiple ways. You have pecan, pecan. Okay, that's the only ones my brain can think of right now. (laughs)
1: All of the bisexuals are just slowly like clapping in their car right now, listening to this podcast. Just like, yes, uh, <laughs> pecans. I feel like pecan sounds so like British, though. It's just like, bring me the pecans. You know, that was a terrible accent. Well, you know, some
0: of us are just fancy.
1: I guess being from Connecticut means that you don't get to be fancy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's super fancy in small town outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, for sure. Yeah, that's where we're super fancy. (laughs) We are not.
1: But we love our holiday pecan pies. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, speaking of the holidays, I feel like that's always a change in, like, seasons. And it's so interesting how that really makes me, like, do things very, very differently. And also think about things slightly differently and shift my energy levels and i know you know so much about how the seasons change and how that affects you and for me it's interesting because I still find myself wanting to move, but it's in a very like different way. Like for me, it's like less going swimming, obviously, even though we're in LA and when it's 50, we all wear winter coats. It gets
0: cold here.
1: (laughs) Oh my, okay. So this this is another issue I have. I'm from Connecticut. Obviously, and I really miss like having cold weather. And I know that you know after people move to LA, they're like, "Oh yeah, I don't know, like it." I just got so cold so fast, which I which I feel like that's you. Like that is that is you so hard. That never happened to me. I like I still feel great. You know, <laughs> I rarely wear my winter coat unless I'm going skiing. But people in LA, well, it'll get down to like 50. It'll be winter gloves. It'll be scarves. It'll be all the things. Can you please like on the topic of seasonality? Can you can you just please please speak to your experience on that? Because I need to know. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's funny for me
0: because when I knew that we would be moving from the Midwest to LA, one of my biggest things was I'm going to lose out on seasons and like fall especially was my favorite season I'm like oh it's gonna be like so fucking hot during the holidays and I'm gonna hate it and now I mean and it didn't even take that long I'm like oh no these are seasons it's fucking cold and I kind of hate it (laughs) no I also love it because I feel like I thought we were moving to this like warm coastal town and turns out it kind of feels like the midwest to me still which i I know is kind of dramatic because it does
1: not get that cold here. <laughs> you're, you're being so dramatic. You lived <laughs> in Chicago. What are you talking about? That shit gets to like negative 20.
0: Yeah, but I still feel like, I don't know. I feel like my body just like adjusted to being able to still experience seasonal changes. I know that's not true for everyone here. I've heard so many people talk about how they actually are like sick of how many days of sun there is here.
1: Are you talking about me? Cause that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Not just you, (laughs) but I do know that's you. (laughs) I miss the season so much. Like that's really like, if I ever move back to the the east coast from the west coast, that'll be why. Because I miss fall so much. Like fall in New England is like none other. It's just, it's so wonderful. I miss snow. I miss rain. When it rained the other week in L.A., I was like, oh, my gosh, dreams. <laughs> and Alyssa's over here like, I I, I cannot go outside. <laughs> yeah,
0: we had very different moods that day. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because you still, like, it sounds like you still experience, like, the shift of seasons, even if it's a little more mild for you than it is for me. Like, I am here feeling like, oh, this is the exact same fall and winter that I had in the Midwest. I know that that's <laughs> bananas and that's not true, but it feels like that. And so I'm just yeah. like really like leaning into all these like seasonal changes. But for you, okay, I'm glad you admitted <laughs> that
1: because I was afraid, <laughs> I was afraid we were going to get into our first fight. <laughs> I was really nervous.
0: I mean, I do think we have different opinions about it still and mine are correct, <laughs> but <laughs> But I like that even though the shifts are more muted for you, you do feel them like even though they're not as intense as some of the other parts of the world that we could live in that you still notice a shifting for you and like, you know, your energy level or the movement you want to do. And I'm wondering if that also I mean, because like the the temperatures are more mild, but the amount of light we have is still basically the amount of light we have in winter in other like the way the places that we used to live so I'm wondering too if it's like the temperature doesn't change for you that much but you still are experiencing like the lessening of light and the going in to yourself a little bit more like I'm wondering if that's a part of why movement feels different for you as the as the year goes on actually yeah that's such
1: a great point that I didn't think about which is when daylight savings happened, my body could not regulate. And so I asked around, I'm like, are, are, are you feeling this like massive shift in your body as well? Because when it shifted over, there was a time when I was napping, like taking quick 20 minute naps every day, just so I can get through the movement that I wanted to do to help my body feel better. Which usually after you lift, you have that like jolt of, oh great, I feel more energized Mm -hmm. for the rest of the day, which then impacts your sleep. So then you're regulating your sleep schedule and then, you know, around the sleep schedule that helps your brain chemistry understand your cravings a little bit better, which is how everything is really all connected. (laughs) It's all one thing. (laughs) I had to, I I had to do it. I was hoping it was coming. (laughs) Yeah, that's what she said. So even though movement really usually helps me get back into that groove, that didn't happen once the time shifted. So it was like, I'm still able to lift, but then it's like, okay, I need this 20-minute nap to continue. And that was almost the change for me. So not necessarily the weather, but what happened with that time change.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't get me started on the change in time that happens so abruptly twice a year. Um, that makes so much sense that your body and like all of our bodies were experiencing so much just dysregulation because it's such an abrupt shift. Like, if we didn't have the time changes, then we would experience lessening light, but over time. And so we'd be able to go slowly along with the nature outside of ourselves seeing that shift and experiencing it but when it happens so abruptly like of course you needed 20 minute naps it is so hard on the body and even like talking about the impact that movement has on sleep you know having like your sleep like your circadian rhythm be all off because of this dramatic shift is super hard was that difficult for you to to like lean into okay i'm noticing I'm feeling extra tired, I'm needing these naps, I need to shift what kind of movement I do. Are those hard changes for you to make to like know that you need something different even though like in your brain you want to be doing what you
1: always do? Yeah, it's it's a very distinct split because for my body, it knows what it feels like to get through an entire workout. And so because I have so much practice really feeling what that feels like. I had to shift my expectations when that happened to, okay, I know that my sleep is naturally not where it should be. So I need to switch and make that happen. And so if we had that slow evolution from just like not having the time change, then it wouldn't have affected me that much. But with that abrupt change, that's exactly what it feels like when you go into something extremely fast and hard like (laughs) (laughs) so when you go into like let's say like a new program or like something where you're starting and there's not an ease into it it's just all at once your brain and your body want to rebel because it's just too much it's just too much to handle so yeah so it would have been really nice to just like ease into that but because I didn't have that opportunity I had to create that ease and so what that ended up looking like was getting through two sets and then like breaking a little bit longer than feeling how my body felt to continue. So when you have to taper yourself, there can be a lot of shame and guilt that comes up of you being like, well, I just did this yesterday. Like what's wrong with my body today that I can't do the same thing? And why isn't it working out as well? But it's just because of the external circumstances that absolutely affects our bodies just as much as anything else including you know the time change or stress or even you know nutritionally like how that's going for us
0: that makes me think about the general expectation that i think we all feel about being the same person every day of our lives and not not being allowed to view ourselves as these dynamic beings that are being impacted by, like you said, all of these external things and then internal things like stress, what we're eating, sleep, like anything, like just even just like an interaction that you had with someone that felt good or bad or, you know, like so many things can impact what we have the capacity for from day to day and even hour to hour. And I think that is hard, though, to not lean into that shame and guilt and to remember to give ourselves permission to be human beings in the world. And that even if you lifted a certain way one day, the next day, like you're kind of a different person, right? Like you're you're the same person, but you're a person who's experienced a new day with new challenges, new excitements, and it might mean that things look different and your your capacity to hold things is different. And I think that's true just in how we move through our lives. But even, you know, in the like internal work that we're doing through therapy or through coaching or just like the work that you're doing on your own, that there can be this idea of, you know, I felt like I really moved through that thing or like processed that thing yesterday. And now it's feeling sticky again. And that feels frustrating. Like, didn't I already do that? But it's because movement and healing is not linear. And, you know, maybe we have to circle back to some things sometimes. And it's hard to give ourselves permission to just kind of lean into the energy and not feel so structured in the way that we're, taking care of ourselves or doing our inner work.
1: And it's interesting because I feel like having, sometimes having structure allows us to be consistent with something without having to really push so hard to get something done. Like if I know every day at, you know, whatever it is, 9 a.m. I'm going to do my stretches before I sit down to do like all of my computer work, then that's really helpful. But I think within that structure, giving myself the opportunity to say, okay, this is how I feel today and this is how my stretches are going to look really cuts out a lot of that that negative diet culture that seeps into our brain when it's like, no, I have to do all of my lifts. I have to do them exactly right. I have to do everything to a T. And oftentimes that's what creates burnout, which is why so much a part of my job is allowing that consistency to happen, but also giving options on what to do for what your body needs because of those just like natural daily fluctuations that happen
0: that makes so much sense that idea of like a structured container where then within that container you have flexibility you have options there's there's still freedom and fluidity in that and I think that makes sense too with like looking at therapy sessions as kind of another kind of container where it's like you know you're going there every week or every other week or whatever your frequency is and you know that that's your space that is the scheduled structure and time for you to do your work but the work itself within that container will look different from session to session because you know you have different energy different things you're bringing and It doesn't have to look exactly the same. It doesn't have to feel as deep every week or as intense or as light. Like it can just kind of be whatever it needs to be. But you still have that schedule and that structure to, you know, know that that's when you're investing time in yourself. So I love that idea of like that structure, but some some movement within it.
1: I feel actually a little frustrated with myself with what you just brought up because Mm. I'm so good at doing it with movement but when it comes to my therapy session I'm always like how come I'm not exactly progressing each week like how come I'm not doing all the things to like overcome two wildly traumatic experiences that happened back to back you know last year like how come I'm not how come I'm not getting better at that like like how come I'm not moving forward and this actually goes into things that I work on with my clients as well, which is taking what we're good at in terms of finding that freedom within structure and bringing it to other things. Mm. So I've been helping, you know, others, especially with the holidays coming up and that, that shift going from, I'm really good at having gentle structure in movement how can i do that with what i'm eating or how can i do that with how i'm sleeping or how can i do that with the stressors in my life so i'm really good at that but it just goes to show that one you absolutely can use that same idea to cross over to other things but at the same time that can be really challenging to note when you're doing it in other areas which is why I think that frustration came up for me because I'm like, oh no, I've been like bringing perfectionism into my therapy, which could actually be doing the opposite thing that I was hoping it would do.
0: That's so relatable though. Like that, that frustration with ourselves too. I mean, kind of again, like back to remembering that we are human <laughs> beings in the world who are always changing. And yet we have this expectation of ourselves to approach things with perfectness and, you know, to do it the same way every time and to, you know, um, have it be easy every time. Um, But I think it makes sense that, you know, there's there's a variety of ways that I see you building in this like fluid structure in your life and I think like being able to recognize the places where that doesn't come as easily is just information right like being curious and using it as oh like I notice this being something I'm able to really coach people on in other areas and do for myself I'm let let me just be curious about how that's coming up in therapy in a different way. I feel like I can relate to that more specifically with movement. Like I love that we're kind of having like these these processes that um you know like with with movement I think I can I can tend to Um, have more perfectionism around structure. And so I tend to react to that by just throwing structure out the window and not having any plan, not having anything I have to do. And because as you've talked about, having that container can still be helpful in sustaining the work. I have found that that has made movement itself get thrown out the window too when I don't have some kind of plan to nourish myself on a regular basis. So I definitely can relate to that feeling of like, you know, (laughs) I understand these concepts, but they're, they're hard sometimes to implement in our lives, which, I mean, I definitely want people listening to know that too, that, you know, we talk about these things, because we've seen how they impact our lives in positive ways. And also, we're doing the work right along with you, we don't have Anything perfected and you know, we're just living life with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and how we're all very good at different things. So, like me for movement, like I have that down. That's that has been, you know, my my through line forever and ever and ever. Like that's how I got through my childhood was like through movement. So it's so intuitive to me that I kind of like that I'm using it now not only to help my clients build that intuitiveness but also taking the lessons that I've learned and having the opportunity to apply it to different things and then also helping other people do the same thing. But then when it comes to therapy too, to your point, like that's where I'm in the trenches. That's where I'm like, okay, I've only been doing this whole therapy thing for two years, which helps me, helps me be more empathetic with my clients who are new into lifting. It's like, oh, you're doing this new thing that maybe you started two years ago, which like is, you know, not quite a new, new thing, but it's still very, you know, new. And working through that and using that as a jumping off point to continue.
0: I think this idea of learning something and then seeing how you can use it in other parts of your life is also why I love talking about we mentioned earlier like talking about the seasonal changes and like even looking at the ways that we can incorporate like all of these lessons that we're learning and using all of these things as information so like that's why I love using the seasons as information like what 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 is fall teaching me right now and what will winter be teaching me and how can I lean into those things and translate it to you know, the foods I choose to eat or like we talked about the the capacity I have for movement or, you know, just the way I want to nourish myself every day. And I think that, that that's just like another way to be able to use you know the thing the thing that you're working on is kind of a jumping off point to how else if this is working for you how else can you use these lessons this guidance to help support your life in a variety of ways and I think that's really where creativity comes in too is looking at you know not being so rigid in you know these lessons I'm having are about movement so they're only about movement or you know, I'm seeing the seasons change. Okay, I'm just going to dismiss it now. Like, you know, being creative about using all of the things around us in us that we're learning to just like support ourselves a little bit better and to connect with other people more and, you know, just reach our goals in ways that feel more free and doable.
1: And I think when you take that creative approach it makes everything so much more fun and like you want to do it but the thing that gets in our way of actually doing that is the pressure to do everything right to do what we've been told our whole lives to follow that the same rubric that we were taught in school of like No, like I need to not have fun because I need to do X, Y, Z to do everything right, to do it exactly the way that I was told, which like absolutely zaps the fun out of all of it. And then you're like, well, why am I even doing this to begin with? Figuring out how to take that pressure away, I think is so much of that deep like underlying work to really know the goal that you're heading towards or even the direction that you want to go towards. And then... Figuring out how to do that with like a slightly, with slightly less pressure, which is, which is so unbelievably challenging. I
0: wonder if that idea of like creativity also means there's fun in it can, can almost be intimidating or um can feel unsettling like when when we're told like make sure there's fun in it like does that feel not doable or like if you have too much fun you won't reach your goal you know like that that mention of what were we taught in school about you know doing things and like not fucking around (laughs) and you know and and I think it can feel scary to suddenly be told you know like fuck around a little like play with it because you're like no I like I'm not supposed to do that and, you know, doing the things
1: that I want to do in my life shouldn't be fun, but it, they are, <laughs> or they can be. Are you telling me fucking around and finding out is like <laughs> a way of life? Is that, is, that what you just, is that what you just said to me? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you want to say that fucking around and finding out is finding fluid structure and being creative and having fun with the work we're doing, then absolutely. I think I like that.
1: I think I like that. Now I get why it's like, why it's like a phrase, you know, which like, we finally connect to it. Just kidding. We already did. (laughs) So yeah, if you are feeling the seasons and all the things, know that you are not alone. And also this whole thing really just takes work to be aware of. So you're doing a great job. Thank you for listening.